Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, August 24th. Hope everybody is having a fantastic week. I myself am having a glorious week. We have a great podcast ahead. I thank you for your DMs on the NFL betting pod on Tuesday. Yes, the ads are starting to trickle in now for NFL gambling season. Obviously, an opportunity to get free money. And by free money, it literally is free money. Um, A couple notes. So I wasn't going to talk about this before we get to Kevin Durant. I was not going to bring this up. But a couple of my friends nudged me that I had to discuss it. Yes, it involves another basketball league I'm in. Yes, I was in two basketball leagues briefly overlapping. We won the championship Sunday. Hooray, I talked about that. So I'm in another league that plays Monday nights. I haven't played in all the games. We were down our two best players on Monday. And this will be brief. Don't worry. I know you can't wait to hear about Kevin Durant and get to our great guest, Seth Wickersham of ESPN. So we're down our two best players Monday, and we're facing a team with arguably the best player in the league. We've been playing pickup with him at, at, at the old Clippers facility for a while. He's just really, really good. Threes, inside, outside. I think he played briefly in some JUCO in Florida. But he's good. He's like 29, 30 years old, and he's just unstoppable. And then they have another buddy, a couple buddies on that team of mine. Anyways, I get my first shot, three, hit it. 
and it was just something. I don't know if it was carryover from uh, the Sunday night championship, but the first three went in. You know, maybe it's playing against your friends. You're loose. There's no championship. This is just a regular season game. There are playoffs down the road. Uh, hopefully, we make them. Anyways, my first three goes in. My second three goes in. At this point, I'm like kind of sort of feeling it, and they just keep dropping. And I, uh, folks, I've never had a night like this in I don't know 30 years of playing basketball, 25, 30, whatever it was. In the first half, I was six of seven on threes. And, you know, we were, we were in the game, obviously, but I think we're, like, up by one. And I'm like, well, there's no way we're winning this game if I'm having the game of my life and, and we're only up by one. And they put their best player, the guy who's a monster, on me in the second half, so it was tough to get on track. And I think I missed my first couple, and I'm like, damn it, it's over. And then we got lucky a couple times, and I made a couple more threes. Ended up hitting, I believe, nine threes in like 13 attempts. My friends were courtside, you know, playing in the next game and just like laughing their heads off because it was unco- I, It felt like an out-of-body experience. And I also chipped in a layup. Yes, I had a layup. So so I think it was a, either 29. It might have been 10 threes. I don't know. But it, bottom line, it was the greatest game I ever played. But we lost the game by four. Um, in a thriller. But the best part was my buddies, you know, I'm on some basketball text chains for pickup. They start telling everybody, oh yeah, Jason gave Sherrod, who, who's the great player, uh, gave him a 30 piece. And it, they're just hyping me up and I felt great. It felt awesome. And then I'm like, but guys, we lost the game. And, you know, I, I came home and I was like, that was great, but we lost. And it, it was weird. I could not really enjoy it. And I think that dovetails nicely into our guest, Seth Wickersham, who spent a lot of time with McVeigh and his kind of grinder love affair with football and how much the losses eat him up. And it was tough for me to enjoy the greatest game I've ever had because we lost. Now, if we had won, oh, my goodness. I I thought about – I omitted it from the pod yesterday. I just didn't want to talk about it. It was too soon, as they say. Um, But I had a little time to think it over, and I was like, why the hell not? At any rate, um, I love playing basketball. You know this. Um, All right, so quickly on Kevin Durant – staying in Brooklyn. The news broke like right before we went on air on Herd on Tuesday. And I, I think this one's obvious. I, I, I didn't read a lot of the takeaways because um, let's just say Tuesday was a busy day for me and the fam. And I also played tennis. So I, I, didn't, I haven't really read the takes out there, but I think there's two pretty obvious takeaways. One, the player empowerment era just hit a brick wall. Finally. And folks... I think I've talked about it on this podcast. The list of players who have demanded a trade and got it in the last decade is incredible. I mean, James Harden demanded out of Houston, got it. Demanded out of Brooklyn, got it. Paul George demanded out of Indy, got it. Um, Kyrie Irving demanded out of Cleveland with years left on his deal, got it. Jimmy Butler, Minnesota, got his deal. Ben Simmons, get me out of here. They traded him. Anthony Davis wanted out of New Orleans. They waited a few months, but they traded him to the Lakers. He got what he wanted. Kawhi Leonard, get me out of San Antonio. Got to Toronto. Carmelo Anthony, you guys remember that? Denver, demanding, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm done. We're not trading you. We're not. They sent him to New York. Basically, anybody who has demanded a trade with a year or whatever left on their contract has gotten it. We just saw for the first time a player. Now, maybe Durant got greedy because he had four years left on his deal. And as I said to Rob on this pod on, I think it was Monday, it's almost as if Kevin Durant can see Kyrie is going to be leaving 
at the end of this year, and he doesn't want to get stuck left holding the bag. Right? That's kind of what it felt like. And for Kyrie and KD to now both be staying, now Kyrie didn't have a chance. He's not leaving all that money on the table. For Kevin Durant to stick around, you know, listen, I'm sure he's getting lit up on social media. Oh, you took your tail between your legs and ran back. Like, I think this is ultimately a good move for Kevin Durant. Obviously, if they win the championship, it's a great move. By the way, their odds were as high as 50 to 1 in July. They have plummeted down to, I think I saw 11 to 1, 9 to 1. I, I just don't think you can bet that because of the Kyrie Irving factor. Like, not to pivot off KD, but really, Kyrie Irving, I ask you, which one are we going to see? The one who really, really wants to get that long-term deal from somebody so he plays as many games as he can. He's a good soldier for nine months. He falls in line, and, and it works out, and he gets a big deal from somebody. Can Kyrie stick that for nine months? I don't think he's capable of that. I don't. If you believe he is, go for it. Bet the Nets to win the title. Obviously, if you bet them at 50-1, to you're in great shape. That's a great ticket to have. I don't think many people did because everybody thought KD was done. But this idea that Kyrie Irving is going to be a model citizen after basically three years of yeesh, good luck. I also want to point out, the last time Kyrie Irving played double-digit games in the playoffs was 2017. He's always hurt. So I don't think... I mean, listen, the Nets talent-wise have it, but... Health is obviously the biggest factor. Ben Simmons hasn't played in over a year. Like, there's just so many questions. I can't bet the Nets to win the title, but I am happy for Kevin Durant. I think it was a smart move. And I just, I'll toss, before we get to Seth, um, it's funny. So Fox will put together, well, iHeart, Rob, you know, Fox Sports Radio, they will put together clips of stuff we say on the podcast. And, you know, if you talk about a certain athlete, it really hits and does extremely well. Um, Tom Brady tends to do well. Dallas Cowboys as a team tend to do well. In the NBA, Steph Curry and LeBron tend to do well. But without fail, Kevin Durant is right there on their heels. Anything you say about him, people want to click because there is passion. Usually hate and dislike, which I think is kind of wrong. But people are passionate about Kevin Durant. Say what you will about him, but they will click. So in that aspect, and Durant does not like that, but you could then argue, well, wait a minute, KD, you may hate that, but haven't you brought this on yourself? Isn't this your doing? I mean, I get, uh, I personally have no issues with leaving OKC, but leaving Golden State for Brooklyn then demanding a trade, I think that is just absolutely batshit crazy. But that's just me. At any rate, our guest today Seth Wickersham, listen, if you are a don't like the Patriots and you um, love listening to Patriots cheating stories and how they got busted and maybe Belichick could kind of sort of is overrated because he cheated a lot and um, also positive stuff for McVay, you're going to love this interview. Seth Wickersham of ESPN. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy you know well. He's probably the preeminent feature sports writer today. Uh, he's at ESPN. He's been there for forever. Uh, you know him. He's been on the podcast before. Seth Wickersham. Seth, how are you, man? Hey, great. That's too kind, but I don't know if I agree with it, but I appreciate yeah, come it. Come on, dude. Now listen, that, your job, I think we talked about it last time, not a lot of employers are doing the takeout pieces anymore. And you've got one of the most coveted jobs in sports, dude. You <laughs> you spend months researching and then you interview yeah. guys and you're doing like what, five, six stories a year maybe? Yeah, it just depends. Like, you know, there's no quota. It's kind of like when the stories are ready. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, the jobs are harder to get than they are to do. That's for sure. And it's it's a it's definitely a good gig. And your latest story came out. I was on vacation and um, somebody texted it to me. You got to read this. And it was on uh, McVeigh. You spent all this time with him. And uh, obviously the story was tremendous. 
I, uh, based on reading it, I even like McVeigh more now. I'm curious, when you heard from people when the story dropped, did they give that vibe like, man, he, he's really likable because he's a lot like me. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm one of the most successful <laughs> coaches or, or could be, but just the grinder that he is, it's just, it, it's really an admirable quality. Yeah, I think that people related to Sean McVeigh's torment. And, you know, as you remember at the Super Bowl, all of a sudden these reports came up and they were, accurate reports that, you know, he was going to get wooed by broadcasters and, you know, before the game, he really didn't do much to shoot it down either. And I think that like the word on the street was that he had burned himself out at age 36. And I saw someone who I just felt was so publicly at war with what it is that they were trying to do. And I visited him um, every month from, from April on during the off season And we just talked about that. We talked about that torment of being addicted to a job that has so many unbelievably cool qualities to it um, and also so many lonely, haunting ones. And he really took me through how he navigated it, how he's navigated it over the years. And, you know, he calls it a mental mind F. That's what, uh, that's his word. But at one point it was interesting because he was talking about, it. he was like, you know, then it's weird. You, you miss the pain, you know, you need that pain. And I thought that was so fascinating. It reminded me a little bit of that movie. I don't know if any of your listeners will remember, but swingers. Oh, in the movie. Of course. You know, at the end of the movie there, they're like, you know, they're talking about heartbreak and they're like, you know, but then you kind of, you know, you miss that pain. I remember, I thought of that when Sean said that, the fact that like, you know, you kind of get addicted to the pain and you need it. And so that's why he knew that like he was in a job that, you know, he might be able to do for the next two years or maybe the next 32. Mm. Yeah. I, he, he comes off as a kind of guy who, you know, like, like your story said, he's waking up at three thirty, four in the morning. The one thing I didn't get from the early wake ups, like I know I, I have sleepless nights all the time. And then I wake up, I look at the clock, it's four. I'm like, I could wake up and get in a quick workout and then start reading. But I'm like, no, I need to sleep. Here's what I don't get. When these coaches are going into office at 4 a.m., are they really watching film by themselves? I, I know that he kept referencing like 208 play breakdowns to do. Like he's sitting there really just doing that for hours on end as a head coach? Yeah, well, so it's interesting. With Sean, he tries to keep East Coast hours. So he goes yeah. to bed early, but he also wakes up early. And I think that a lot of coaches, though, you know, it's just it's just bizarre. Like if – you know, these coaches talk about how they're at the office 18, 19, 20 hours a day sometimes. Like, if you were in any other field and it was taking you 18, 19, 20 hours a day to get your, your job done, they think you're completely incompetent. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's, it's glorified. And I think that with Sean, I think he feels like he works best in the morning, so he gets up uber mm-hmm. early. And it's usually around 345. Sometimes it's like 230. But he doesn't stay at the office late except for on certain nights of the week when it's like game planning nights or whatever. He does try to average seven, eight hours a night a week using this kind of methodology that he heard about on a podcast where you average nights out. You know, you average it out over the course of the week. Now, I don't know how successful that is. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like a lot of coaches are sometimes just at the office because everybody's at the office and they're on the phone with their friends or they're talking to reporters or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, I do think that like the, the glorification of the work sometimes gets sent to an extreme, but when you mm-hmm. have, but when you're Sean, you know, the, 
his process has worked for him and it's yeah. almost ruined him and destroyed him in the process, but it has worked for him because, you know, he's, he's never had a losing season. He's never had a day under 500. I saw that. Yeah. And I think that as he, as he works, as he learns more about football and more about how to be a really, really good head coach who has a chance to be one of the greats, he realizes that there's just more to do. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, they're Super Bowl champs, obviously, and the monkey's off his back and all that stuff. But, you know, Seth, the margin was so thin for them. Um, Their last three playoff wins were by three points each. It's not like when you think of the Rams, hey, they won the Super Bowl. They weren't like an utterly dominant team, right? I think they were at seven and four, maybe. Uh, They went through some tough stretches. I think it was November, you said they lost every game. And so I don't know that I consider them a dominant team the way the Chiefs have been dominant, the Patriots, uh, even the Buccaneers, um, to an extent, were, were dominant in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. Well, that's the thing. It's just that, like, you know, the margin is so thin in the NFL. It's all we talk about. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, the more work you do, the more it creates. And that's how these guys become tormented workaholics, you know, and it's hard for Sean, you know, he's not one of those guys who has the competitive stamina like Bill Belichick to watch film for so many hours on end. You know, people are always texting or calling and then, you know, you get as you answer emails and you answer texts, it just creates more and he's the boss and people are stopping by his office. He, he has to figure out ways to kind of get himself reset so that when he watches film, he's completely, you know, locked in. He talked about how he used to go to the sauna, but then he realized you could just bring your phone in the sauna and it works there. So then he started going to the steam room where his phone didn't work as well. Not that he didn't try. So it's just kind of funny, you know, that, 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 you know, it is, it does go back to that thin margin that you talk about and how these guys have to approach the job the way that they do, because at its heart, football is a creative profession. It really, we don't think about it that way, but it kind of is. And with any creative profession, the possibilities are endless, which is a good thing and a bad thing, because it's all dependent on you to try to think of the answers to questions that a lot of people are trying to solve. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He did mention Goff kind of in passing, and I didn't realize it, but he he apparently was so hard on Goff, he feels like he broke him. Um, I, I that that to me was odd. I, I maybe could you well, elaborate on that because like Goff seemed they seemed to be doing fine, but they they clearly had reached a ceiling, and I I didn't know that he rode him so hard that maybe Goff regressed because of McVeigh's coaching. Well, as Sean said. You know, he said he felt like he lost his humanity a bit, um, especially after the Super Bowl loss to New England. And I think that he as he started to realize that there was a ceiling on Goff, even though he liked Jared personally a lot, he was trying to get him the, the most out of him as a player. And he coached him harder than maybe he needed to be. The way that Sean put it to me was that it was the right intent, but it, it the execution was poor. And. You know, I don't know if that would have changed anything at the end of the day, but I think that Sean felt that, um, you know, looking back on it, he wishes that he hadn't coached Jared so hard because he feels like that maybe he was so hard on him that it helped ruin his confidence, you know, going forward as they tried to take the next step as a team that year. Remember, they made it to the playoffs with Jared, but, you know, they had they had they had plateaued. Yeah, clearly. Um, The last McVeigh before we get to Belichick here. Um, I think McVeigh's 36, is he? Uh, It it strikes me as extremely odd that he already has a coaching tree at 36. I mean, Bill Walsh, Belichick, they did not have this at 36, right? Andy Reid, that did not exist at this age, right? It's amazing. It's like people want, all these teams want their own Sean McVeigh's. And yeah, four head coaches strong. And, you know, I mean, Brandon Staley last year had, what, four or five teams vying for him? I mean, (laughs) It's so interesting how whatever it is the Rams are doing and the culture that McVay has helped create there, that's the new thing that NFL teams, you know, maybe like also 49ers, obviously New England, but the Sean McVay coaching tree is really the thing that like owners around the league want to tap into. Um, 
it's a very interesting culture he's got there because he studies every coach. I mean, he does not take breaks when he's on vacation. He's thinking about the game. He's reading coaching or leadership books. I mean, this is, he doesn't really have an off switch and (laughs) he studied every type of way you can coach a team. And I think that one of the things that he's tried to do is to achieve excellence, but have people have their personality and have a lot of fun when they're doing it. And it worked last year. Will it work going forward? Who knows? As you said, the margin is small and it will continue to be small. Um, So I want to quickly pivot to Belichick and I know he's, it's a weird situation for the Patriots now, which we can talk about, but the the real reason that it came up. So you wrote a story back in 2015 with um, Don Van Natta, Spygate to Deflategate inside what split the NFL and the Patriots apart. Now, I know people are like, why are you bringing up a story that's seven years old? But I, so, someone has brought to my attention that, hey, uh, Jason, you know, look at all of Belichick's former coaches. None of them have been successful. And I do work occasionally with one at Fox, uh, Eric Mangini. I, I'm a little nervous to bring up a topic like this to him. He's super cool. I don't know how to broach this topic um, because apparently him and Belichick do not get along anymore. But this story that you wrote, and again, it is seven years old, Seth. It really paints the picture that part of the reason for the Patriots' success was because of this videotaping signals of the opponents. And when you start stacking up, well, any coach that leaves Bill and goes to coach does not have any success anywhere else. It just makes you kind of wonder, as Belichick is now into his 70s, doesn't have a playoff win since Brady left. Brady did win a Super Bowl in Tampa. I'm just curious where you are on Belichick and his kind of history as he, I don't know how close he is to retirement, but he's certainly getting near the end. Yeah. And, you know, and I wrote a book about the Patriots, which happens to be out on paperback. Yes. um, August 30th. But I think that the most interesting thing about Spygate is obviously they did it for a reason. And they were warned three times to stop doing it. They kept doing it. And... Clearly, they've won since then. But yes. again, it goes it goes back to that margin of error that you were talking about. I mean, the Patriots won three Super Bowls um, at the turn of the century by a total of nine points, I believe. I think each one of them were three point games. Even though the one against the Eagles, were, you know, it should have been the Eagles kind of got a garbage time touchdown to make it a little bit closer. But Belichick, it goes back to you never know how the game is going to go, and you'll always be looking for these edges, especially mm-hmm. if it's in the gray area or even if you're crossing a line to mixed metaphors. Um, you, you know, that's just the way that they're wired and especially the way that Belichick at the beginning of his career was, you know, I think that he just didn't, he didn't look at this like a rule violation. That was always his excuse. And yet... And, and wait, hold on, Seth. Seth, when you say this, you mean having members of the Patriots videotape strictly the other team signals in and disguise do, I mean, remember in, in, in disguise that that's the other thing that is the yeah. big one they were yeah, literally disguised say, well, it wasn't a rules violation you know i was going by this bylaw you know the patriots videographers were in disguise they had their media credential covered up by tape often and um only bill belichick and really ernie adams who was his right-hand man for so long will know how much that impacted games you just They'll, they will be the only people who, who really know. But that said, I think Belichick's proven himself um, 
you know, as, as the greatest head coach in, in modern football history, mm. even with that. And even though they haven't won a playoff game since Brady left, as you said, um, I actually look at the decision to let Brady move on as almost a bigger indictment on Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft than I do the fact that they didn't win a playoff game since he's left because mm. – Look, the NFL is just hard to consistently win at. You're going to have down years. You're going to have bad games. It happened to them. And even their down year was still seven and nine <laughs> during the COVID year. But the fact that that Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, two people more than anybody on this earth who should have known better than to let Tom Brady leave, let him do just that. The two people who should have known better than anybody else to not underestimate Tom Brady did just that. And so I think that that personnel decision, I think, um, even though the Patriots are, are in a strong place right now, I think that that decision I almost look at as a bigger mark on Belichick's coaching career than I do the fact that he hasn't yeah. won a playoff game without Tom Brady in New England. You could toss in the fact that not only did Brady leave, but Gronk retired and then came out of retirement to play again. He just wanted to get away from Belichick. But to go back to Ernie Adams, I'm sure a lot of people are like, who the hell's Ernie Adams? When you read this story, he sounds like the big mystery man. I am just curious. Did you try to door knock him or meet him face to face? Have you ever uh, ever spoken with him? Yeah, he's a mystery man. I mean, and, and he was intentionally behind the scenes. I mean, everybody should be so lucky with a best friend. I mean, they were best <laughs> friends going back to school and... Um, you know, his he was never ambitious in a way other than to help Bill Belichick be successful. And his job largely was to study hidden areas of the game looking for advantages. And studying the rule book was one of those ways. And he did he helped Bill with some brilliant calls over the years. He was always the guy in Bill's ear on the headset telling him, hey, challenge this or hey, exploit this right here, whatever it might be. And I think that Spygate, the entire apparatus that they set up to videotape signals, was largely um, Ernie Adams right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whether it was the Eagles or the Rams, but in your great story, I don't know if it's in the book as well, but there was a tale that the Rams had put in two new installs that there's no way the Patriots could have been ready for. And lo and behold, Super Bowl comes and the Patriots are all over it as if they had videotaped it and were ready somehow. Uh, do you, was it Eagles or Rams? Well, that's the Rams. And what you're thinking of is this, this report by the Boston Herald in 2008, I believe, that, the, that seemed to confirm a rumor, a longstanding rumor, that the Patriots had taped the Rams' walkthrough right, the day right. before the Super Bowl. Now, to be clear, there's no evidence that they ever taped the walkthrough. Um, but... The fact that they they did have videographers around and watching the walkthrough when it was happening, and they relayed back to the coaches some of the things that they saw. Now, how much did that impact the game? I don't know. I mean, I think that like we've seen over the years that Belichick is an unbelievably good red zone um, <laughs> coach, but like that was one of the 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 things. And when Spygate broke, it really opened the floodgates to all of the real and yeah. perceived ways that the Patriots had broken the rules over the years. Because let's face it, Belichick has an incredible work ethic and he's an unbelievably smart head coach. And 
the one thing that coaches around the NFL will never admit is that they got outsmarted. Like it had to have been a different thing. And the fact is that Belichick outsmarts coaches all the time, but because of this cheating scandal and because, and frankly, Belichick brought it on himself by the way that he behaved, um, that lent credence to all the other real and perceived ways that the Patriots might have violated the rules. Regarding your book, uh, I am curious when, you know, you approach Belichick uh, who already doesn't like the media with something like this, does he try to argue it or is he just like, you know, bleep off? I'm not going to respond to anything. Um, You know, when we did that Patriot spike to deflate story and the subsequent, um, you know, stuff that was in my book. Um, I mean, we reached out to the Patriots. Um, you know, the Patriots cooperated with um, the Spygate to Deflategate story. You'll see quotes in there from Robin Glazer, who was the head attorney um, for the Patriots at the time and later for the Kraft um, group. And, um, you know, we always try to, you know, whenever you do a story, you're trying to incorporate as many points of view mm-hmm. and, you um, pieces of authority as you possibly can. And um, when Don Van Nat and I did that story, um, the Patriots cooperated with that story. Wow. Um, the other the other one um, that wasn't as bad, and it was Belichick finding that edge. I don't know if Ernie Adams gets credit. There was a playoff game, I think, against Baltimore, and there was a certain lineup that the Patriots did. Yeah. I don't know if it was four offensive linemen or something like that. But it, was, it caught the Ravens off guard, and they thought it was a penalty, and the refs were like, it's not a penalty. And Belichick was lauded for this. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Absolutely. I think that it was Belichick at his diabolical best. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. The idea of using a four-man offensive line and having a displaced lineman. So basically, they were splitting an offensive lineman out wide and naming him as a receiver. And they were putting a running back out wide also, but making him an ineligible receiver. So technically the running back was an offensive lineman, but because he was split wide and because he's a running back, the Ravens are going to cover him because it just makes sense. And so he had seen that formation, Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin, it was called fight song um, because when they ran it, they were going to score. They ran it at Alabama and Belichick saw it, decided to retool it to fix it. Because remember the Patriots had come up short in the playoffs quite a few years. They hadn't won a Super Bowl since 2004 at that point. It was almost 10 years. And, you know, they thought, hey, if we can do a jam in a playoff game, we might need a jump start. <laughs> in come the Ravens to New England, a team that, you know, was scary in their road whites. I mean, they were not scared of New England at all. They get up 14 points in the third quarter. Belichick deploys this funky formation, also runs it in no huddle to really mess with the Ravens. And he knew this is where I think he was like at his diabolical best because he knew if he ran that, that John Harbaugh, the Ravens coach, a great coach, but has a short fuse, would go nuts. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, Harbaugh ended up getting a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty during that sequence, which helped the Patriots score, helped them get back in the game. If the Patriots don't have that formation, if Belichick doesn't, you know, tweak it from Nick Saban, I don't know if the Patriots dynasty is reignited. I don't know if Tom Brady is gone and Jimmy Garoppolo is the Patriots starter in 2015. I mean, if they had lost another home playoff game in their opener in the playoffs, you just wonder what would have happened to that team. Yeah. 
And I, since I gave Belichick uh, credit, I got to take one more jab from your story. November 2006, the Packers catch someone shooting footage at Lambeau Field. When he's asked about it, he lies and says, oh, I'm, I'm with Kraft Productions. I'm, yeah. I'm doing panoramic shots of the stadium. And, of course, he was videotaping signals, according to the Packers. Oh, I don't think that's disputed. I mean, yeah, that was, the, 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 videographer, the videographers were armed with alibis, you know, to say that like you're getting shots for, you know, NFL films or whatever it was. I mean, it was a complete attempt after all of the warnings that the Patriots got. You know, it was a it was a complete and thorough attempt to skirt the rules and to, you know, I mean, just to, it's kind of just crazy to think about all the legacies that were on the line and the fact that despite all the warnings, the Patriots continued to videotape from the sideline. Now, it, I, I would assume after all these warnings, Spygate, the punishment, blah, 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 there's no way the Patriots would try anything like this again. And then the counter is, well, Jason, in the last five years, what success have they had? You know, Brady had, had, I think, one Super Bowl, the one over the Rams, right? And that was the last one? Or do they have another one? You're talking about New England's playoff success? Yeah. Well, the Super Bowl win over the Rams was the last playoff game that they won. So the next year, remember, they started 8-0, slid a little bit towards the end of the year, and then they got bounced by Mike Vrabel's Titans in the first round. Next year, they missed the playoffs. And then this year, they make the playoffs against the Bills and get waxed. Yeah, they get waxed. So, so basically, not a lot of success in the last four years. And and that's why I bring this up. And this, I'm not a Patriots hater, although I am a Jets fan. I, it's just, it's weird how he had all that success early, razor-thin margin, and now late, not as much success. I don't. Does that open the door, you think, for a guy like McVay to make a run at him? I mean, McVay has got a lot well, of catching up to McVay do. McVay has to coach for a long time to catch yeah. Bill and to catch Don Shula. But I mean, you know, look, the Patriots beat the Seahawks. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Rams. I mean, they won three Super Bowls at the tail end of the dynasty. I mean, the, you know, there's the sheer longevity is just astounding considering all of the forces in the NFL to bring teams back to earth. Um, but to bring it back to McVay, I mean, look, he got a head coaching job so young. He was 30 years old. He's 36 now. He's never had a day under 500. He's done nothing but win games. And if he can somehow figure out a way to make this life of coaching palatable for him, who knows in a couple decades where he might be on, on the, on the win column. Yeah. He is and a real shot. It's, especially with the networks, uh, Seth now throwing around money, like they threw around for Romo and, and Brady. And it, it's like, is it really worth coaching when the money is going to start to become better in television? Well, I don't think Sean's in it for the money. I mean, I think that like, it's a nice byproduct of, of what he's done, but I mean, he got into coaching. He left college early so that he could join John Gruden's staff in Tampa Bay and be a grunt. Um, You know, he's a coach. He's someone, I think he thrives off of the personal interaction. He loves being in coaching meetings. He loves coaching players. And I think he knows that even though, a broadcast crew can be collegial. It's just not the same. Yeah. And that it's that feeling that I think will, that will be the thing that ultimately is the decider for him about whether he leaves coaching or not, is whether he can live with himself without coaching. All right, Seth Wickersham, great McVeigh story, new book out. Um, what else you got in the hopper? <laughs> just, work, just grinding away. Or do you have any uh, any stories coming up that you want to tease or you don't talk about them before they drop? Not yet. Thanks, though. Okay. All right, man. Hey, thanks for taking the time, Seth, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
All right, man. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 